Awesome Chat is brought to you by Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Hey guys, it's the Awesome Channel. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here. And Ascender here in, what, right beside Bakery Square. What is this neighborhood over here? <laughs> Liberty over here, getting all my neighborhoods together. Uh, but we're here, and uh, we're going to be talking about what these guys are doing around here. Uh, of course, check out everything out at awesomecast.net. Subscribe on the iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or look up AwesomeCast for the video versions on Facebook or YouTube. And, of course, please go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash awesomecast. You can support the show and become our boss. Maybe maybe tell us who we should be interviewing. Um, so for the people, introduce yourself. My name is Bobby Zapala. I am the co-founder of Ascender, which used to be called um, Thrill Mill. So for many of you, that may be what's more familiar. And uh, now please get familiar with Ascender, which is the rebranded name, which maybe is something that we can talk about during this conversation because it was a really kind of fun challenge for us going through that process of really for the first time professionally diving into what do we really want to call ourselves now that we're kind of adults. So what we do here at Ascender is we offer incubation to early stage businesses across all different types of industries. So we work with companies that are nonprofits. We work with companies that may need to raise equity funding. We work with companies that would be more of kind of a main street type business that don't need to raise equity funding in order to kind of grow and scale. Uh, So our goal here is to really kind of raise the level of entrepreneurial capability uh, in the Pittsburgh region by um, accessing the networks that are around, um, taking advantage of the skills that our team has and providing a really effective environment for learning and sharing and collaborating. Uh, We also do Thrival Festival, which is an annual event that has reached a scale where we've almost gotten 20,000 people to attend this last year uh, in our fourth edition. It combines um, a variety of innovation type themes that are germane to what's happening here in Pittsburgh uh, with a big music festival. So it's kind of this let's work and learn and play and then let's kind of celebrate in a big way and uh, you know use it as a way to put Pittsburgh hopefully on a map uh, in a more kind of national and global way get some attention out there that's you know showcasing all the great things that are happening here in Pittsburgh you know Thrill Mill is a name that I've heard around you know uh, you know talking to startups and everything like that and of course Thrival I've heard a lot of great things about tell me about the move um, you know from being Thrill Mill to a sender like why why was that kind of uh, uh, brand change happening. So the thought process was, first of all, there was a, there was an impetus to make a change in the name that was driven by the fact that we were physically moving locations. So we are still in East Liberty, as I mentioned, and we used to be kind of on the other end, the west end of East Liberty um, at our old location. And the purpose of moving into a new space was um, to kind of rework the model a little bit and to kind of develop more sophistication around the space itself in terms of the quality of workspace that's being offered to the entrepreneurs. Um, and those who support entrepreneurs who will play here. Um, And at the same time, the kind of startup culture, I think in many ways had gotten off the rails a little bit um, in terms of this sentiment that if you use startup as as a language um, term, 
you're kind of identifying with Silicon Valley and that type of thing. And, and there's certainly no problem with that um, in the sense that, yeah, a lot of great companies out there, a lot of great tech startups and all that type of stuff. But there's also some cultural challenges happening there where it's kind of like a bunch of white bro dudes. And for anybody who's watched Silicon Valley, the show, I mean, like you see that. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not really uh, just a parody in a TV show. It's real. Um, and, we think that um, we want to ensure here that what we're doing is more kind of an inclusive type environment where it is for everyone and it's designed to be for everyone to access. And it, you know, we kind of specifically got away from using the startup lexicon. Uh, we call this a start build hub. And that was an intentional choice of language that was meant to, again, say to the world, hey, look, we want self-starters to feel like this is a place to come. Anybody who's trying to run a business or an organization, we want to try to be helpful to you. So Thrill Mill, we think in some ways, had gotten caught up in some of the earlier stage of Pittsburgh's um, startup ecosystem development and had gotten lumped into that kind of startup-y culture thing. And at the same time, we felt that for a lot of people who came into Thrill Mill's old space, once you were in the doors, you felt like, hey, this doesn't seem like that type of thing. It actually seems like there's a lot of diversity here, a lot of interesting ideas being shared, different types of businesses. Um, this isn't what I maybe thought it would be. And so recognizing that there was a malignment there, we wanted to kind of step back and address that. And so we worked with some real professionals who actually had never heard of us before, which I think was really helpful. So there were no preconceived notions. And, you know, that rebranding process is great. It's like they, they just extract a lot of information out of your brain about who you think you are and what you do. And being that we're a three-year-old organization now, I think we did have a lot of thoughts that needed to be pulled out and then in some really coherent way um, tied back together into a new brand. And Ascender was the outcome of that. And we've been really happy with, um, we think, the feeling that it portrays and the reaction that we're getting from folks who we now kind of talk to about the change in direction. That's interesting because I'm kind of in the same spot with my company where I'm having people from outside look at it and be like, what, what are we, you know, I'm too close to it to realize what we're doing in a weird way. And it sounds like you were going through kind of a similar kind of transition there by, by this move. That's a, that's a really good point. You know, you, you bury your head in your work and you feel like, hey, I, I know who we are and what we stand for and the way that we go about doing these things. So everybody else must feel that way too. And that's just not really true. And you know, marketing and branding is certainly not my area of expertise. And I think that's, um, you know, one of the things that can make you really effective in trying to run your own business and run your own organization is just a little bit of self-awareness that you probably don't know how to do everything. In fact, you probably don't know how to do most things things. And you should go and talk to some people who do and get some really good feedback for them. Because in all likelihood, you've got some good, reasonable thoughts in that head of yours. And you, you just need somebody to help you, again, kind of pull that out and do something with it that's, that actually aligns with what you've been thinking everybody must be thinking about you. Um, you guys obviously have a little bit of a different model of kind of an incubator kind of space. Uh, then, you know, we've talked with Alpha Labs. We've uh, talked to companies at Project Olympus, and there's other spaces, and people are familiar with the idea of an incubator. Can you tell us a little bit about the philosophy of what you're trying to do here that's different than what are you trying to provide that spaces like that are not providing? So there's a distinction between accelerator and incubator, and uh, the they can both be defined in different ways, but generally speaking, an accelerator is a specifically defined program in terms of, okay, it's three months, four months. 
There's an application cycle that happens leading up to that program. There's a specific quantity of money. Um, you go through a kind of a, a preset series of programs. You get connected to mentors. You do demo day and you like go out into the world. That is an accelerator. In the, they let you fly. <laughs> let you fly. And the purpose there is um, generally speaking, you're looking at companies that need equity funding. And the goal is to literally accelerate. So you come in with something hopefully more than an idea. You've got kind of a real product or service. And they spend those three months really trying to refine that and then help you find some money and grow. An incubator, on the other hand, is generally speaking earlier stage, but doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, and what it's doing is is literally what it's what it says. It's it's incubating, which is a longer arc of time, maybe not a predetermined amount of time. Um, not every company that comes through will receive funding. It kind of depends on where you are, what stage of the process you, you currently reached. And it's more of a nurturing type of environment and trying to help find the right resources that will get you to where you need to be. So um, we are more, we consider ourselves more focused on the service side. And so, um, you know, we have really smart people on our team who also have great startup experience. And that allows us to really cater toward a number of different types of entrepreneurs and ventures because at an early stage, you're going to face a lot of the same problems. And we individually kind of set up some benchmark targets for you as a company and help you reach those benchmarks. Um, it creates a lot of challenges, though, the fact that we don't actually have a predetermined amount of time that you exist in the space. So... Um, it's a good thing, though, in our mind, because rather than us saying, hey, three months is up, like, good luck to you, hope everything's great, knowing that it's probably not going to work, uh, we actually have to tell you we think it's probably not going to work and that you got to think about what happens next. Or on the other side of the coin, if it is working, um, we're not just going to give you access to space forever. you got to kind of grow up a little bit. And um, part of what's nice about our new space is we al actually also have co-working in this environment as well here um, that's been built in partnership with the beauty shop. And I don't know if you've ever had a chance to, to talk with those folks. So um, they built a co-working location right down the street in East Liberty here as well and kind of started around the same time that Thrill Mill started. So we've grown up together a little bit. Um, but by offering co-working as well, well, we can say to a company that's here, hey guys, free desk time is kind of up. You guys have done pretty well. You're going to have to go and actually take an office. Or if it's in your best interest and you want to go somewhere else to find space, go do that. And let's obviously stay in touch, but the option is available. So it kind of forces everybody to be a little bit more honest and forthright about what type of progress is being made. Because the reality is most of the most of the ideas in the early stage businesses that we see they're not not going to pan out I mean that's just the way it goes and and failing is not a bad thing and I'm sure that that's a theme that's happened in some conversations that you've had in your various other um, interviews but uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you're going to learn something along the way and that's kind of part of our philosophy at ascender is um, as I mentioned earlier, this idea of kind of a rising tide. So even if a, um, an entrepreneur comes through here and that business venture doesn't succeed, if you will, and they have to shutter it and move on to something else, the next go around, they're going to really know what pitfalls to avoid. They're going to have a lot better sense of what direction they need to take. They'll probably have a great network of people um, and so on and so forth that, that, that could move them more quickly towards success ultimately with that or the next thing. It could take a few. 
Um, but that's just part of the reality. So, so our process is we actually do have an application cycle deadline, which is coming up in February, February 3rd specifically. So anybody interested should visit uh, ascenderpgh.com and check it out. Um, and from there, we go through a series of steps, which includes a boot camp, which is an, an in-person opportunity for companies to kind of meet with each other, share their ideas, work on elevator pitches, and learn from us and our team and the group of folks that support us um, on you know how to develop some sophistication around building a business plan, approaching customers, raising capital, so on and so forth. And then from there, we'll select a group to actually join the next cycle. Now, what makes us unique in that sense is we actually will bring in a small group, but we still have more seats available. So let's say that you didn't see that we have an application cycle open, or it just wasn't the right time for you. It doesn't matter if you approach us in March or April or July, we will still sit down and talk with you. And if you're at the right stage where it makes sense for you to be incubated with us, we'll still be able to bring you in then. So essentially it's an ongoing process, but there's like a point in time where we have an aggregate of activity. And that point is now actually. One of the big things that we started this show around was the idea that there's a lot of stuff happening here in Pittsburgh. You don't have to go to Silicon Valley, New York. A lot happens right here for building a company, for the startups, for the scene. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the community in the area? Uh, you talked about a little bit of that kind of identity crisis with Silicon Valley and the things happening there and the startups. And startups are becoming, it was the sexy thing to be, right? And now maybe it's like, no, no, we have to start a business, right? Can you talk a little bit about that community in the scene here in Pittsburgh and how that's kind of shaping these days now we're, as we're heading into you know 2017? I think there's always been an appreciable sense here that that uh, kind of culturally as a region, we, we talk about hard work a lot being important to us here in Pittsburgh. And part of that is, you know, you got, if you have a business, you got to make a sale. So one of the examples I like to use that I find very interesting in terms of kind of a juxtaposition with startups is the maker movement is pretty prominent here in Pittsburgh. And um, there's interest from groups like Etsy and otherwise and really kind of working hard to help those who are building things with their hands um, gain some more sophistication about how to scale up that product line and assembly and otherwise so they can sell more. Um, it, what's really kind of cool is these individual makers have already built something that's valuable enough that somebody's buying it. Which is like, at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do, right? I mean, that's awesome. And, and yet on the other side, what has become known as the traditional startup, oftentimes they spend years literally behind closed doors, like building something, okay, that no one has ever touched. No one has ever validated that they actually would pay for it or they want it. And it's like, you know, at some point you've got to get past the theoretical and actually get out there and try to sell something because if you can't make any money doing it, it's just – there's no business. It's a project. Even if you're a nonprofit, ultimately if you want to be sustainable, you need to have something of value that you can deliver to somebody in exchange for some value. So, you know, the, the, this, um, this, the, the fact that Pittsburgh has become this, this kind of hotbed for the maker community, I think just goes to show you that there's that grit that comes with actually building something and selling it, which is the root of having a functional business, uh, is really kind of in our DNA. And the recognition by um, kind of the coastal communities that uh, hey, maybe it's not a good idea for us just to be throwing millions of dollars at an app that has a bunch of people using it for free 
is is maybe not the best long term practical business approach for us as in, investors looking at you know how to start a company. So I think it puts um, Pittsburgh in a really strong position here, just broadly looking at the future of the um, entrepreneurial innovative segment of the economy and the early stage kind of startup segment of the economy is, I think it is going to be geared more towards show me really that there's value in this thing. And, um, and we tend to really focus on that already. So it's a good leg up to have. And this is also while other towns, I know Columbus is kind of building up right now and other, other cities are finding their identity in this kind of space. It feels like that Pittsburgh has been working in this space for long enough to be learning from that process as you guys are, as we're seeing other kind of places popping up and infrastructure seems to be helping that along and, and evolving that as we go. Right. That's definitely true. I mean, you think about um, Pittsburgh. We are f- very fortunate benefactors of the of of some smart people who forty years ago said, you know, industry is dying here, and if we want to be competitive as a city moving forward, we need to identify our strengths and what will those be uh, over the next twenty, thirty, forty years and beyond. And so the focus on our, our educational institutions, our cultural um, uh, institutions here, our financial sector, uh, and, and then innovation and technology and, and, and the role that that could play in the future of the region. There's been a lot of hard work and collaborative energy put into how do we put ourselves in a place where in 2017, this is a conversation that we can even have. And so, um, you know, we're just very lucky that a lot of that has happened. Whereas in a city like a Columbus or a Cincinnati or otherwise, it's been kind of a lot of stumbling around and only recently really catching up to figure out how to approach this stuff. Um, And so, Organizations like Innovation Works and you know the spawning of Alpha Lab and Alpha Lab Gear and, and Idea Foundry, um, and you know of course all the work that Pitt and CMU do um, and have been doing for the last you know several decades has set the stage for a lot of other activities. So we're you know Thrill Mill kind of came into existence looking at the landscape of of entrepreneurial activity and saying there's a lot of good stuff happening. But there are certainly gaps along the way that we can help kind of fill to make sure that the journey of an entrepreneur can be a little bit smoother in terms of seeing their way from inception to successful business rather than us saying, hey, we need to figure out how to help startups, period. That's the, that's a lot of other you know, Midwest, Rust Belt or anywhere in the country kind of second tier cities that are looking at figuring out how to play this game. They're starting from scratch. We don't have to do that. So, of course, you guys are very involved with some community things. I, I had the fortune to uh, be filming for you guys the um, um, AIX Prize, the IBM AIX Prize, um, which you guys are actually setting up for a hackathon this weekend, which I'm hoping to swing by and check out what's, what's happening with this. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement with, um, with, with projects like that? Yeah, so um, X Prize is a really uh, excellent example of how Thrival Festival has spawned really great opportunities to connect nationally with organizations that work in the innovation landscape. Um, A young man who works at Uber, uh, who came to Thrival Innovation, um, grabbed us and particularly grabbed um, my program director, Kenny Chen, 
and said, hey, Kenny, um, I know these guys from XPRIZE out on the West Coast and they're working with IBM Watson on this artificial intelligence and machine learning platform. That's their next kind of prize that they're looking to address. And so for those of you who may not be familiar with XPRIZE, um, they basically put out these challenges to address um, you know, global issues through technology. And, and one that many people are familiar with, particularly around here, is the Lunar X Challenge, which has spawned, um, for example, Astrobotic, which was a Pittsburgh company. And these, this idea of taking payloads to space and all this different stuff, Elon Musk and all these others have gotten involved in it. It's really interesting stuff. And so now the, this challenge based around artificial intelligence and machine learning and how do we use those technologies and those tools that are being developed to improve our world, um, they're putting $5 million into backing projects that will turn into uh, real businesses that help address these, these types of issues. Um, they're looking at Pittsburgh as a, as, a, as a very important location for extracting ideas that could become um, applications for this, uh, for this challenge. So we were able to build that bridge through Thrival Festival, um, bring those folks out here about a month ago, um, and gathered the startup community together and said, hey, uh, XPRIZE is here. They're looking for people to apply. Um, and let's see how much activity we can, we can get going around this and how much momentum we can build. And the folks from XPRIZE who came into town, they, they loved it. And uh, they, they were amazed by kind of the cooperative energy around the city in terms of saying, uh, hey, you should talk to these folks, you should talk to this organization, you should talk to this company. They're all doing great stuff. It may be applicable to this challenge. Um, nobody was really trying to corral things and hide in a corner and be like, no, it's all mine and I want the XPRIZE stuff. And so um, this hackathon that we're putting together is really about um, helping to take some of those smart people, put them in the same room and say, let's come up with some more ideas that could potentially be uh, go into this application cycle. With the goal in mind being, hey, if, if we do well as a region, XPRIZE is considering really con putting Pittsburgh on the map as their East Coast um, hub for activity for applicants all over this area and um, in telling folks from New York and Boston or whomever to come into Pittsburgh and sit down and chat as we go through um, this competition um, in, in using us as the landing pad, which is really cool. That's great. And great attraction for even more talent to come to town. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's just another example of, you know, we, we've got this kind of humility thing in Pittsburgh where we don't like, we don't brag a lot about what's happening here necessarily. Um, we're not a big marketing branding type town. Generally, we're a hardworking type town. Um, and there's nothing wrong with broadcasting more broadly that these things are happening um, so others can see. And, and look, in the, in the long run, I think a lot of us are looking at, at Pittsburgh as a place we want to stay for a long time. And we certainly see some problems that we'd like to address in terms of our um, kind of demographics here. We want more diversity. We want more interesting businesses coming into Pittsburgh. We want to um, we want to turn Pittsburgh into the place we think it really can be that has a lot of diversity and a lot of sharing of ideas. And it's moving in that direction, but it's, it's, it's things like this, like this X price challenge that gets some eyes on this, on the city that, that are validating that what people are reading about Pittsburgh is true, that, you know, it's a cool food town and it's a great place to live and it's affordable and there's great opportunities here. Good. Let's, let's use things like this as an example to, to continue to attract more people. So that's the goal. 
So um, for people applying, for people looking to start their business here in Pittsburgh, do you have any uh, big key point of advice for them? Uh, our advice is probably not that dissimilar from others who do incubation and acceleration, which is um, it's a lot about team. It's about the composition of the people who are working on that idea. Um, and it's about that team's ability to execute on it. So, you know, in all candor, um, if you want to build a piece of software and that's your goal is like, hey, we're going to make this this um, software as a service platform to do this thing. You got to be able to build that. Um, and um, also, are, are you really coachable? Do you, are, are you going to take feedback well and understand that along this journey, you're going to fail a lot. You're going to run into a lot of obstacles. People are going to tell you, no, you're going to have to pivot, which is jargon, but it is what it is. You're going to have to move in a number of different directions to ultimately reach your goal. And so you got to have a little bit of a thick skin in that sense and be willing to kind of um, maneuver around until you can reach your end goal. And, And for me personally, I think one of the most important qualities of an entrepreneur is optimism. I mean, you Every day is really hard um, in a struggle and like two months down the road, you don't have any money left and, and that's what you're kind of staring at and you've got all these different things. But at the end of the day, you're going to sleep knowing in your head that like the next day you're going to get the things done that you need to get done in order to be successful. So you have to be a little bit of almost like a hopeless romantic in that sense. Otherwise, it, it can really grind at you. Which is interesting because I've heard conversation about like we need to stop being hopeless romantics about startups, right? So there needs to be some kind of like middle ground, I think. Like you have to to get through it, but don't don't so much that you don't see that your thing doesn't work anymore, right? No, I, I thank you for saying that. No, it's it's a there, there's a distinction there that should definitely be drawn. Um, that optimism needs to be couched in uh, one of our core philosophies, which is. Um, you know, to what end are you doing what you're doing? So as a startup, um, you know, you always have 85 different things that you could be working on, right? So when we talk about our incubator being valuable in terms of um, offering, you know, really good kind of hands-on guidance and in, in, in service um, to startups, one of the things we think we're good at is helping an entrepreneur prioritize what should you actually be working on now in order to reach whatever it is that you know is your goal, raising capital, finding that first customer, so on and so forth. So yeah, that optimism has got to be kind of owned inside of you internally, but we're going to be pretty uh, direct about where we think you are and where you need to go. Not in a mean way, but Look, we're not doing anybody any favors if we say, hey, this is great. You're doing great if that's not actually what's happening. So if people want to get involved with the sender. Oh, I, I had it. Let me roll that back. I want another question first. So so we're talking here uh, early January. And, uh, of course, I say the hackathons happen, XPRIZE. What are you looking forward to? What events are coming up? What goals do you have for a sender here in the early part of the year that we can kind of look forward to? Yeah, so um, in mid-February, we actually are finally doing kind of our grand opening of the space, which will be a lot of fun. So February 16th, uh, we're doing an opening event here. Uh, would encourage anybody who's watching or listening to this uh, should definitely come. Um, you can visit ascenderpgh.com to find more information about that. Um, but it is an open event. Uh, we're going to have hundreds of people here. It'll be food and drink, and we want people to get a chance to explore the space um, and see what's really going on here. 
the programming side of that will be very brief, but it'll be an opportunity to kind of, you know, get people in the doors to see what's happening. Beyond that, um, we're really excited that we'll be kicking off in March what we call our Starter and Builder Series. So it's, it's a monthly themed, and by themed, I mean kind of categorized uh, amongst startup categories. So like, customers, uh, fundraising, uh, founding issues. Every month will be a different topic and we'll be working on these parallel paths of starters and builders where we've categorized starters as, hey, you're just kind of at the beginning of your journey and so you're dipping your toes in a little bit and helping people more in a generalist sense of understanding what direction to take. Builders are those who maybe have a good product and service that's already working and want to scale and grow that, need some more sophistication and are looking for um, some people who can really help guide them. So we're working with our team and we've already attached a number of experts in these various fields to those programs, which will be delivered. Uh, We're going to have that calendar up here very soon. Um, and we encourage everybody to look in and, and register for those. There'll be limited space, probably about 50 slots per program, but they'll be happening throughout the year. And um, we're going to be adding additional programs that will happen on a consistent basis from there. But that's kind of the start of a framework for the community-faced startup programming that will be offered here in Ascender. Guys, go check it out. Uh, Ascender's doing some great things and really kind of repositioning to do even greater things here in the Pittsburgh area, in the scene. Uh, check them out, ascenderpgh.com. And, uh, and of course, on all of our social media, I believe under the same ascenderpgh, right? Go check that out and check out everything going on at awesomecast.net. We're talking with a lot of great things happening here in Pittsburgh. Startups, startup incubators, accelerators, all kinds of stuff. And people playing video games sometimes, too. Uh, over at awesomecast.net. Subscribe to us and uh, uh, the awesome cast, the awesome chat, and uh, thank you to my awesome guest. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.